Hello and welcome to the Scott and Paul show episode one. We're rebooting the show and just like normal, Scott's shit is not working. Damn, I fucked up instead. Fuck, whatever. Here we go. <laughs> Scott is back to being a 15-year-old boy. Sting wrestled and there's a new Mario game out. So it's kind of like, yeah, Scott's not like being again. So yeah. Scott, go ahead. Blow All right, I got to blow for you. Um, this would be an easy night for me. I don't have to say anything other than start the show <laughs> and then end the show. Yeah. Super Mario Maker is is epic. Um, I know that we don't like uh, do ads or anything or have an audience or anything like that, but I'm not even going to show the box in case somebody did watch it and then they'd put a strike on us. Um, Mario Maker, uh, being a retro game collector, I thought was kind of cool coming to cardboard box but beyond the cardboard the box yeah i'm killing the environment well no i'm not I will, i'm gonna hold on to it and clutch onto it to the day i die and i'll probably have it buried with me but the um the tools and everything that you have to make your own custom levels for four different types of mario games uh original mario mario 3 super mario world and uh mario u or not mario u new super mario um you know, you can switch between the physics and, and the gameplay really quick, but there you can just build your own Mario game. And within, I mean, we got it on the 12th, 13th, I don't know. It was a day or two it was out. And um, the amount of levels that were really, really good that you could find were just, I mean, there was hundreds of them. And there's some really good stuff. I mean, there's some shitty levels you'll come across. But if you look at the, uh, they use a star rating system, the user users vote on them um that helps you sort it out a little bit and the other thing is like nintendo requires that your stages that you at least complete it before you can upload it so that keeps people from like putting like uh, being a prick and putting stages that are unbeatable on there uh, i'm sure there's still ways of doing it or making the answer to the level so hard to find that you can't get out but uh i haven't run across anything really that made me sad <laughs> I mean, it's just good. The tools are, uh, I mean, you can build a complete Mario level in just a few minutes. You know, a basic, fun Mario level. Um, and it really shows the uh, the usefulness and utility of the gamepad for once. Finally, after three years, there's a game that's just nailed it. And uh, there's the uh, Mario Challenge is another thing that's on it. You play like random stages, kind of like a little miniature game. And you have to play like eight to sixteen stages, and that lets you unlock new skins or, uh, and things like that for your your Mario character in Mario One. Um, but when you go back to like the tools and stuff, you got most of the items that showed up in the games. Most of the enemies, like the little sun, isn't in it. Um, but there's a way that you can you can put one of the enemies in and make him do something, add wings to him, and it's almost like having the sun from Mario Three. Um, but people make like auto levels, which they're cool to see like once or twice or to watch on YouTube or something. I'm not a big fan of playing them, but it shows you some pretty cool stuff. People do where just the stage starts and you just bounce through all kinds of crazy stuff to the goal. Um, but you, uh, you just drag and drop the stuff where you want it. And it's right there. And then you can um, pause the stage, play the stage. And it's just seamless in how you can test. Like if you want to make a really far jump to where you have to hit that jump button on the extreme edge, then you can pause and play it and just keep adjusting it until you get it exactly where you want. And it literally, I mean, I can sit down and make a reasonably complicated 
but fun state. I think it's fun. Um, level in 30 minutes or 45 minutes. If I want to make it complicated, if I just want something with some platforms and some bullet bills and Goombas and stuff, you know, five, 10 minutes, you can have a pretty decent stage. So, and if you really sit down, put some time into it, there's some really cool stuff out there. And one of the big things people's doing is like, they'll take like, um, they'll try to adapt stages from other game series like Zelda. There's like the, the Zelda one dungeon is on there and it's actually pretty well done. I mean, it, it fairly replicates the Zelda one dungeon and there's a first area of Metroid for NES and same thing. The guy, you know, he kind of has to go about it in a roundabout way on a few things. Um, but using like forced, uh, like if you go left in Metroid and you get the uh, morph ball, you have to use the morph ball to go through the little narrow passage. So of course there's no morph ball in the game. So you got to go left and you travel down and there's a mushroom and you get the mushroom. You have to be small once you drop over that edge and you have to hit the spike that's down there in order to get back to kind of simulate getting the morph ball. Um, but the enemy placement, everything it's, it's fairly spot on. I mean, there's some really good stuff. Any questions, Paul? Mm, no, no. It's we'll have to try Mario. Just don't care. There's no blast yeah. processing in that game. So. No blast processing in Mario. No. no. The, um, the amiibos. Can't you use your wasted money on toys? Yeah, you can take your. You can take your amiibos, and uh, while you're designing your level, if you if you scan the amiibo, you get and it only works on the Mario One um, tool set. Uh, you get a little um, 8-bit version of that character for any of the Amiibos that's been released. And uh, you can put that in a mystery block, and when someone hits the block, the little mushroom with the question mark comes out, and then you get to be that character. So, like, obviously, in the Zelda stage that guy made, you have Link or Zelda or whoever. Um, or if you just want to play as Pikachu or whatever, they come with custom sound effects and little musical notes and things like that. Um, it's, it's a neat little function. But the best thing about it is if you don't want to screw with Amiibos, you can unlock it by playing the game. So it's it's not behind that pay gate. Very, very, very good idea. Um, just something, just a cool little knickknack. Seeing everything in a bit. So, wait, go back and explain that. The the 8-bit Mario part. So I can't play the... I can't play a Sonic in the game only in the 8-bit Mario stages? Yes. Yeah. You get a pretty pretty good 8-bit version of Sonic, yeah. But it's only in the 8-bit versions. So again, Nintendo almost gets it right. Almost. Yeah, I, I was I was extremely disappointed there wasn't um versions of that for each game, but I mean maybe with the future updates cuz they said they're going to update it for a while. Uh maybe maybe something like that'll happen cuz I would like to have seen it in the um new Super Mario Brothers style. Or even the Super Nintendo and Mario 3 style, you know. Um, but, hey, you know, it's a neat little knickknack. And you don't have to have the Amiibo to even get them, you know. So you would never, like, say if you want the NES or um, uh, Dark Pit or somebody like that that's a very hard Amiibo or very expensive to get, you know, if you just play the 100 Mario challenge, 100 level challenge, uh, you'll eventually unlock it. Well, that's not going to play 100 fucking shit, said the fuck again. Let's say 100, 100 Mario Challenge. I'm sorry. Okay. 100 Mario Challenge right. you got to go through 8 or 16 levels and you get 100 lives to do it. But you can earn extra lives back in the levels. Sorry. I don't so want to play 100 freaking levels just to play Sonic. 
Oh, well, then just buy the buy Sonic. It's $13.99 at Walmart. <laughs> Again, this is like that freemium crap. I don't want to do that. Just let yeah, me I paid six dollars for the game. can unlock it by playing the game. I don't want to. Not, I already bought the game. Not being able to at all. No, so. this is this is that freemium model crap that all the games are doing now. Just let me play a game. Yeah. This is no. This is Nintendo being dicks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yes. Everything, everything's. I mean, you drop sixty dollars on something, you'll be able to access the content. I, I I can agree with that. I mean, this is this is not like Street Fighter, where okay, if you want to play as Sagat, okay, go ahead and beat the game one time, and you got you've unlocked them. So mm -hmm. that's, that's different. This is okay if you want to play as whoever. Oh, yeah, there's a hundred levels. You got yeah, there's a Well, you don't have to. Play. Actually, you gotta probably play more than that. Uh, there's a hundred skins to unlock. Oh, for sake. it's a hundred Mario challenge. I, I misspoke earlier. You get one hundred lives, and like easy and normal mode. I, no, easy mode's eight levels. And after so you beat the eight, eight levels, levels. You, yeah, after you beat the eight levels, which take typically two minutes to run through, after you beat those eight levels, you unlock one skin. Oh, for hell's. <laughs> yeah, and then normal and expert mode are like 16 levels, but you can unlock everything on easy mode. Um, but you still have to play through those eight levels, and you may get shitty levels, you may get great levels, you may get short levels, you may get long levels, um, you may get the auto levels, who knows? Because it, it's one of the ways of trying to get people's um, stages out there randomly to people uh, instead of just so your followers. So I have people. to play uh, some jerk-offs level? Yeah, you got to play custom levels to unlock it. Oh my god! Yeah, there, there's not any included uh, campaign or or worlds. So it's just whatever some jackass created online from Timbuktu. Oh yeah, I don't want to play some jerk offs level. There's some good ones out there. No, they're morons level. <laughs> yeah, there's some moron levels. Shit. Shit. I don't want to play that. <laughs> I'm not paying yeah, six dollars just to play some jackass level from reddit which by the way i do like reddit they got some good stuff on there i don't want to play that shit i hate reddit they got some good stuff on there some of the best stuff's on reddit also some horrible stuff on there mostly on 4chan so that's that's what you want to stay away from <laughs> yeah yeah right yeah i like um there's like the retro section and the pro wrestling section and and then square the, circle it, negative it, it, I used to go to like a good news Reddit, I think they used to have. I don't know if they still have it. Or it doesn't have all the negative shit. Maybe that was a different website. I don't remember. So <laughs> Wrestle with the plot, that's a good one too. Hey. Yeah. The fapping. That went down, right? Yeah, now they're doing all the censorship stuff. I'm not talking about the fapping per se. That was an invasion of privacy, but um yeah, they're censoring everything there. Well, we don't support that. But no, we don't. But hey, if you're looking for a game to where you can make your own Mario levels, then Mario Maker is excellent. If you're looking for a game to where you're gonna be able to play Nintendo developed levels, then that's not your game. I do not support Mario Maker. That's total bullshit. <laughs> this game's a freaking ripoff. It's horrible. The only people who support this crap are the Fanboys like Scott. 
that you want like to talk it. about fapping right there in front of your eyes. Smile, Scott. You got white <laughs> stuff over your teeth. Yeah. The big N right on your chest. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, look at him. He's so happy over there. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, every evening has been pretty much come home, get everything done we got to do for the next day, get the kids cleaned up for you know bed and homework out of the way, and then we sit down and we work on Mario Maker a little bit. Yeah. The greatest thing that's ever happened to Scott was that little Mario pass. So when he goes to bed, he's got the covers, and he's sitting there. He's still making his little Nintendo levels. How I, many I'm going to craft paper like, like Miyamoto, Miyamoto did and make my own levels with the flashlight under the blanket. That's what yeah. we're going to do next. Yeah. Yeah. How many have you uploaded so far? Uh, five, I think. And let me, guess. let me guess. If you wanted to share your levels with your friends, you can't just automatically have your friends look at them. You got to put some stupid fucking code in there for me. To yeah, it's a fucking friend code. It's like a 16-digit code, I think. Yeah. I think it's 16, 16 or 15 digits, something Shocking. like that. Shocking. You, can you, you still can't get it right. Yeah, you got to have your friend send you the code. Oh, my God. And then you can follow your friend, but I, it should just be integrated off of your fucking friends list to begin with. It's stupid. Um, yeah, I definitely was disappointed in that because so, I have a few friends on there that um, I occasionally play stuff with and like Mario Kart and they uh, two of them make a three of them make really good levels. So. Hey, Scott, why don't why doesn't Nintendo just have me scan a model of myself and then I can have an amiibo that you can buy and then that way you can just set my little amiibo down on top of your fucking Wii and then you won't even have to worry about friend codes anymore. How about that? It's only $13.99. I'm surprised that they don't have that. I mean, they did. They did. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Wait Rock a minute. Band I don't have that. the link in front of Rock me. Band had those. Why, why don't they jump on that? Man, I saw something a few weeks back about being able to get your own Miis as an amiibo. So maybe there is something about that. Maybe because I remember there used to be a website for like Warcraft, World of Warcraft, and you could get like um, there was an armory page where you could see what your character looked like and see what all his gear is and stats and crunch and switch and whatever off without being logged into the game. And this this company would pull that data, um, the the model I guess from the armory page, and you could pay like hundred and thirty dollars to get like a a little. Uh, uh, character of your your in game avatar. So hopefully Nintendo could do it a lot cheaper. So thirteen ninety nine, probably. Yeah, because yeah, I looked at those when I was playing pretty heavy, and I was I kept looking and looking and looking. I was like, ah, I cannot justify spending that much money on a little itty bitty three D printed avatar. I mean, it'd be cool, but eh, whatever. I haven't played Warcraft in years. But I did like the little rock band statues though those were pretty sweet and see i didn't see those they got a I new one coming out hmm? or is, it, is it rock band or guitar here or is it both both are coming out but i don't know if rock band still does the little statues or not i don't know i thought That's about the first heard of them. yeah all right so mario uh, is smoking a cigarette in a corner Looking for get me a towel, um, stings up. Well, well, you want to finish the rest of Nintendo news? 
Oh yeah, what else we got? What were we going to talk about? Uh, they have a former NWA World Champion on the board. Yeah, yeah, the guy that said the uh, not really, but the guy that said the um, we. Well, he did say it. He said we was going to fail. Yep, he was right. Yeah, I forgot his name. So they'd already hit that market, I guess. So I think it's half the problem, you know. And well, there was, you know, there was a time when you didn't even see the stupid thing on television. They're trying to sell it, and it's like, is there ever going to be a commercial um, advertising? There's a lot of bad decisions besides just calling it the Wii U. And I don't know how much the lack of processing power had on the casual market, but I think a lot of it has to do with phones and tablets. I mean. People want a casual gaming experience. They've moved that direction for the most part. Or they have a 3DS. I mean, he's he's like, I think he's on a year. Is all that he's like locked in for. So I'm assuming somebody else will come in. But they, they combined um, EAD, which is like the, the varsity team of uh, Nintendo's development uh, circle. Uh, they combine them, I think, with like a 3DS team or a mobile team or something. But they're they're putting all their eggs in one basket as far as development goes. And maybe that's probably just to get, I don't know, probably trying to get ready for whatever the NX is going to be. Oh, Tatsumi Fujinami, that's that's the new president. No, that was the that was the world champion wrestler. Oh, was, Tatsumi Fujinami's the new president. We haven't heard from him in a while. It was Kimishima. Fujinami. Tatsumi Kimishima. Okay, it was Fujinami. The guy being Ric Flair is now the president of Nintendo, according to Paul. Yes. Well, where else you go? What up? Yeah. After you beat after you beat Flair. Yes. There's no go down, man. You might get you. You can get famous. You can get rich, but you're talent wise. You're just gonna go down because you you've done climb Mount Everest at that point. Climb Space Mountain. No, Donnie, seriously. <laughs> yeah, Space Mountain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's nowhere else to go in wrestling, so you got to go somewhere else. So he, he went to Nintendo. Yeah. Um, oh, there is other Nintendo news. I forgot. Since there's no other games to come out this year, and I have nothing else to buy, I was going to buy Star Fox. And now Star Fox has been delayed till next year. So I have nothing to buy this year for Nintendo. Thanks. You ruined it for me. You ruined my Christmas. Yeah, I'm I'm disappointed in that because I know people were crying about. Man, it looks like GameCube. Well, it so did. I don't care. I play fucking Atari. Um, but <laughs> gameplay wise, hey, maybe it was going to be great. I don't know. So. Well, as long as you can turn off the motion crap and it play like your original Star Fox, I would have been happy. You can. Yeah. At least you could. Oh, I would have been happy. Yeah, I'd. I mean. You know, I don't mind motion control to a point, but sometimes I get tired of it. And I want to switch to something else. Um, well, I, I think the way that it played, the way they, you, you look at the screen and then you look down and you look up and look down and look up and look down. It's very annoying. Just let me play it one way. And I'm fine. Yeah. Like I, that doesn't bother me, but I can see how that bothers other people. Well, maybe if the screen was 1080p. I mean, yeah, I, but I, I didn't really have that much of a problem playing Mario that way. But you can tell those are drastic differences. Like, my God, why isn't this gamepad 1080p? Or at least 720. Yeah, it can be a little jarring sometimes. So, 
It's very, um, especially when you're looking at the fire stage on the, you know, the uh, dungeon worlds. As you oh, look yeah. at the screen, that nobody at this point does lava better than Nintendo. And then you look at the game pads, like, yeah. And then when you look down at your gamepad, you're like, man, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, Nintendo nailed it. And then, my God, it's just like crap. Yeah, I that would definitely be a bigger issue with third party support because they go for that immersion rather yeah. than pure gameplay. And immersion is one of their one of the things that makes their games the good ones. That's one of the things that makes the games good is, is being immersed in that world and being able to buy into all of it and your suspension of disbelief and all. Mario, you know you're playing a fucking game. Yeah. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So it it what I don't think it affected Mario quite so much other than the visual appeal, but I could see where it would make something like Metal Gear or an RPG or something a little bit off compared to others. We'll we'll see with Xenoblade. So I will anyways. Oh yeah, they're they're running game. They're running game, yeah. Yeah. I've played I've played quite a bit of Chronicles. I haven't beat it yet because it's like freaking seventy or eighty hours long. I'm like thirty hours in. And uh that's taken me uh like nine months. I think I started playing in January. And there's a lot of running but and the combat is freaking wicked. It was very good. Um, I guess. Miyamoto is no longer in charge of hardware. Like he doesn't have anything in the configuration about what they're going to do with their their hardware decisions. So, so what does he do now? Uh, I'm guessing he's just going to be in his producer role in uh, development, like he has been. So well, that's good. That's one less thing he has to worry about. Yeah, and honestly, I mean. If they're trying to hit the Western appeal, yeah, you know, he may not be the guy to be in charge of hardware. So, seems like some of the Iwata um, elements of the company are kind of being pushed aside now that he's gone. I mean, you got which I mean, it's it's change. You know, the guy passed away, and there's going to be change. But I mean, the, the word mobile is being thrown around a whole bunch with Nintendo. So, yeah, you got to do what they got to do. I mean, they're sitting on money, but they don't want to be out of money 20 years from now or 15 years from now because they can't sell products because they're not attacking markets that are ripe for their product. Now, uh, you know, I hope it doesn't water down the quality of their games by going mobile, but we'll see. It depends on who, who, what company did they sign on with again? I forgot. It was a big name in mobile gaming. Can't remember what it was called because I don't mobile game. I mean, very rarely. I've played a couple of the endless runners a little bit and uh, some tower defense stuff mostly. That's about all I've ever messed with. Well, when I upgraded to iOS 9, I did a well, I, I, I did the beta, and then when I did the iOS 9 clean install, I just I wiped everything out, including all the games. I don't have DNA games now, yeah. Yeah, DNA. DNA, and they don't really have any good games. Yeah, I I'm, don't know. Okay. Let's see. Nintendo. Here we go. Companies merging its integrated research and development division and the system development division into a newly branded platform technology development division. This group will be responsible for development of Nintendo hardware, 
operating system development tools and network. So I wonder if they're actually going to have a good online experience. I hope so. Jeez Louise. Well, they, they technically, I don't see any problem with the damn network now. It's just bullshit decisions of, you know, the way your friends list works, uh, your notifications when your friends are online. I mean, it's, it's not overt enough. Um, but why do it takes about oh two hours to install an update on your Wii U? I the initial patch was the only one I had a, a long an issue with when it first in 2012 when it launched. It was like I don't know, it was a couple hours. So that was pretty bad. That was rough. Yeah, that was that was a rough one. But other than that, I haven't had any issue with installing or downloading or buying any digital games or anything like that. The entertainment analysis and development division and the software planning and development division, the two in-house departments at Nintendo responsible for creating games, have also been folded into one department called the entertainment planning and development division. This new group will not only aid in the creation of games on Nintendo platforms, but also for smart devices. Oh boy, here's a name. Um, this Japanese dude. And this other Japanese fellow will share the positions of deputy general manager of this new department. Uh, and this other fellow will serve as general manager. Um, on the business side, Nintendo has established an entirely new department called the Business Development Division which will handle, quote, refining the business model for the dedicated video game system business, end quote. It is also in charge of growing Nintendo's smartphone game business, as well as any new business that will feature Nintendo's IV. So I guess that will mean um, you're going to get that new Nintendo Link that Netflix deal. Well, excuse me, Princess. Scott's thinking of <laughs> some, some bad Nintendo memories. Yeah, that was terrible. Gosh, sucks. Hey, okay, Scott, we've already, we already had the bad link, so you can't have any bad, any more bad ones, right? Right. Yeah, let's let's hope. Um, there's going to be a new um, supposedly. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Capcom um, Mega Man movie. Did you hear about those rumors? Yeah, I heard about that. That's going to probably be trash because Capcom will not keep their damn but dirty ape hands out of it. Okay, what about the um, the guy who did Dirty Laundry and the remake of, well, not remake, but the um, <sighs> the Power Rangers bootleg movie? The guy attached. The what? Is that guy attached to Mega Man? No, he's doing oh. the... Um, I, was, I was getting excited. <laughs> he's doing the Capcom what? The Castlevania film. Oh, the Castlevania film? Well, it's oh, not the yeah. film. It's the... Um, they're doing the animated series. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's... Hey, anything's better than having Paul Anderson attached to Castlevania, yeah. which is the name that floated around for like 10 years. Yeah. And it's going to be based on the third video game. Hey, that was a good one. Yeah, so 
So you're going to have uh, Grant the Pirate, uh, Alucard, Trevor Belmont, and Sypha. Yeah. So. There's. <laughs> Hopefully you have all those. Yeah, that's a good game, man. That, that's 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 probably my favorite Castlevania game. Well, no, Symphony of the Night. I yeah, I love it. I love it, but man. It, I think the nostalgia factor hits harder for uh, Castlevania Three because I missed out on Symphony of the Night the first time it came out because I never actually had a PlayStation One. So my uh, nephews, like my age, he had one. Uh, lived next door, but he never had Castlevania. So that's pretty much why I never played it until 2002 or 2003, something like that. I, I ended up, uh, yeah, I got uh, a copy off of a friend, played it on my PlayStation 2, and I never finished it. Um, I was working in college and stuff and didn't get heavier back into gaming till later. So that's a game I need to finish. I need to buy a copy of it. You never finish it? Wow. I beat no. you. I got, I'm guessing. Four or five hours in, but I really don't know how long it takes to beat that game. I have no idea how big it is. I know it seems like it's really big. Uh, depends on if you want to do the total complete one. Um, yeah, no, I'm not worried about that. I'll just buzz through whatever way I can. Because uh, you still have the... Mm, I don't know, maybe 10 hours? I've got it on um, Xbox Live. I bought it years ago and tried to play through it, and it just again, it just life got in the way. Yeah, it's one of those games you kind of, kind of commit a little bit to. Because you, I mean, you can get lost, you can get turned around in that, and it's just like you think you're getting somewhere, and then you fall off of like a tower or something. And you're like, bam! You're like, shit! I got to run like for twenty minutes to get back to where I was at. Yeah, that's that's the problem with that game. Yeah, that that was definitely a fault. That was one thing I didn't like. And after getting killed in this one spot a couple times, I think I fell something like that. And I was like, all right, I got to take a break. And then I just never went back to it. Amazing game. Amazing gameplay. Just haven't really sat down powered through it yet. Okay, Scott. Continuing your 15-year-old man flashback. Sting work pay-per-view. Yeah, that was a... I was having flashbacks of um, Undertaker and Brock Lesnar, like instantly. Like, Sting hit that turnbuckle and seemed like he was try getting ready to throw a punch. And it looked like to me that he was supposed to hit Seth Rollins and knock him back or something. And Sting just kind of like crumpled on the ropes a little bit. And Rollins kind of like flinched, like he was getting ready to react. And it just kind of, and I was like, I was like, man, I think. Because my wife, she was like, oh, that you know, they do that. They put him on the stretcher. He'll come back in, whatever, and win the match or something. I was like, nah, it, was like, it looked like a blown spot. I was like, eh, maybe not. You never know with, you know, wrestling. Mm. And apparently he got hurt. So, I mean, it wasn't a bad match up to that point, but it wasn't a great one to begin with, honestly. I mean, it was just okay. And then Sting got hurt, so it just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hate to see the guy get, and then he was getting slammed around and shit, and he had some serious neck injury. I was like, "Geez, of course I didn't know that until you sent me the link." Yeah. So, it's what it is, man. I mean, I hope the guy's all right. Yeah, I think he had. They worked on him, had surgery or something like that. I don't know. I haven't checked up on it because I don't watch WWE. I turned to one of those guys. ROH New Japan for me only. Yeah, you're one of those. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm one of those. I just watch thing. I mean, you know, I'll I check if I watch WWE Network, I'm watching the classic stuff. So nine nine times out of ten. I mean, I, I don't mind a lot of the new guys. I like Seth Rollins and uh, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, I like Kevin Owens and and who, Dean Ambrose. I like Dean Ambrose. So you know, but then there's oh, the divas. They just get screwed. Ring of Honor guys. So yeah. Well, Dean Ambrose wasn't a Ring of Honor guy, but yeah. Well, is there anything else newsworthy? Oh, PlayStation uh, VR. Yeah. Oh, yeah. VR. There's a, I, I think that's a word I would have avoided or an acronym. I mean, it, that, that has such a 90s cheese. Just VR was cheese dick in the 90s. It was terrible. Um, in the 90s, you're like, whoa, you know, but it, it was literally, it was a, basically a, a monitor that was not really immersive at all with a fucking Nintendo 64 game playing. I went to um, Cedar Point and I was like, oh man, we'll pay $5 to play a VR Duke Nukem. And it was freaking Duke Nukem running off like a Saturn or a 64 or something. Mm. Virtual it was terrible. Racing. Sega. Yeah. Virtual Racing didn't have VR though, did it? <laughs> this is supposed to be called Virtual Racing, but... No, it, like you did that there. It was the 32X bull crap, and that's what it was. Yeah. Then they had an arcade machine, I think. It was an arcade machine, and you have Virtua Fighter and, and all that crap, but. Yeah. Yeah, that's a game that's slow as shit. I remember that being like this amazing fighting game, and now if I go back and pop it in, it's like you jump. It's like 15 seconds of just floating before you hit the ground. I'm yeah, like, it was wow. a very floaty game. Yeah, it, I mean, Tekken 1 was kind of the same way, but not quite as bad because you couldn't jump like that. Um, Tekken was a badass game at the time. I remember yeah, that. Tekken, Tekken was good. Yeah, Tekken was king for a while. Knocked Street Fighter off its perch. Yeah. That's pretty hard. Yeah. Saying and Mortal Kombat. Mm. Of course, around the time Tekken was getting popular, you had, you had shit like Mortal Kombat Gold and Mortal Kombat Trilogy coming out, and... I wasn't even really a big fan of three or ultimate to be to be honest. So Tekken was good. And since you didn't have a PlayStation One, you didn't get battery until Sendin. Until Sendin. No, no, I never. I I played a demo for it on a demo disc at my nephew's house, and uh, I've got the Saturn Battle Arena to Shinden Remix or something like that. I've played it a little bit, and it, it's okay, but it's hard to get into something like that when fighting games are so fast. You know, Killer Instinct. You still Killer enjoy Instinct? There we go. Let's do an Xbox One review. So, Killer Instinct. Uh, yeah, I got an Xbox One finally, and uh, I wouldn't say finally. It wasn't like I was chomping at the bit to get one, but I just had some cash, and uh, there was a sale at Best Buy, and we happened to be there, and I was like, all right, I got Xbox Gold and everything else, so let's try it out, and uh, got the one terabyte black version and uh come with assassin's creed unity which i have not played but about two seconds of <laughs> <laughs> my god as, dude. as much as i bitched about that game i ended up technically buying it but it was bundled with my xbox one and it was a physical copy um i think best buy was trying to unload copies of that game um but i did patch it and end up having to pay suddenly like 10 fucking dollars <laughs> 
<laughs> because it put me over my limit because it downloaded like a 40 gig patch or something. I was like, man, I bitched about this shit all the time and here I am caught in the trap. <laughs> so fuck you, you. Ubisoft. <laughs> Cox. So yeah, pissed me off. At least I didn't, in my mind, they didn't pay money for the game technically. So I, I, I did run through it a little bit just to get through the city and uh, past like a little opening sequence. I probably played 15, 20 minutes, something like that. It's a pretty game, you know, for a console game. It's very pretty. Um, and I'm playing it post patch. So it, it, it seemed like it played well to me, but I haven't no, went no back to it. or anything like that. No, no, I didn't fall. I actually, I did fall through the geometry in my 20 minutes. Um, Oh yeah, we did rip that game in half, didn't we? Oh man, yeah, yeah, we tore that game to pieces in our podcast before we had car wrecks and twisted vertebrae and everything else. Yeah. Um, anybody's listening? I spent like six weeks basically immobile, and Paul was in an accident. Yeah, check it out. Check out the scar right there. Yeah, that's why. It's why he hates Mario Maker. Rattled yeah. his brain. Oh what? No, this is from a wrestling <laughs> match back in Chicago. Yeah. So, um, power bombed. It was yeah. awesome. Well, I went through 17 tables wrapped in barbed wire and flames and failure. Yeah. No. The, um, what the hell were we talking about? Oh, Assassin's Creed Unity. It seemed Scott pretty good. Scott can't remember. Yeah. Bomb. So, um, Killer Instinct, they had a freaking huge, it was like 60 or 70% off sale on, on the entire pack of everything. So I'm like, okay, it's $32 or something like that for the, for all of it. Like, yeah, I'll do that. And man, I'm telling you what, I would have paid seventy dollars easy for that game. That game is good. It's very, very good. Um, it's one of those games where it's like easy to essentially once you learn a few other basic moves, it's fairly easy to hit like 10, 15 hit combos. Are we still but, talking about Assassin's Creed? Are you no I'm talking about Killer Instinct? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I didn't make it clear. I thought I did. Um no. Killer Instinct was on sale for like $32 or something, and it come with all the characters and DLC and shit. Um, so I got everything for like $32, bucks, 34 bucks, something like that. And it's, I mean, it's, man, it's a very, very good fighting game. Um, I've been playing Cinder, and I mean, I let me, don't get me wrong. I say it's a very good fighting game, but I get my shit wrecked when I go online. Um, Cinder and he's kind of like a, a a zone fighter, you know, trapping people, keeping distance. He's very maneuverable, but I think he I think the biggest thing about Cinder is he like if someone's crouching down, he lacks that overhead shot without jumping, and that makes that that's kind of been a pain in my ass. And then Saberwolf, he's pretty good, but he, you know, I mean, it's just back away punch and then you you're in like a 10 hit combo but get they have like effects like cinder can um i just call them being on fire it's got some other word uh you can set them on fire and it like chips or damage away and it like boosts your damage and stuff i mean there's just there's just each character has like three or four elements that makes them really unique just besides their move set and i very very good fighting game highly recommend killer instinct um and they got the Rash from Battletoads is a preview beta character right now, and he looks like he might be pretty fun. So, so you can play so a Battletoad and Killer Instinct. That's pretty neat. That's cool. Yeah. Killer and Instinct's good. You get the um, original Killer Instinct Gold in there, or is it just... What is it? Yeah, I got Killer Instinct and Killer Instinct Gold also, the arcade ports of that. 
So I played Killer Instinct Gold for like two minutes. I was like, wow, this game does not hold up anywhere near as well as the first one. I don't know why. Not that the one hasn't aged, but Killer Instinct 1 was still pretty fun. So, yeah, yeah, it came with everything. So the Shadow Fighters are pretty neat. You can, you take your uh, character and you can fight other characters, like ghost racing, you know, on race car games. Mm -hmm. You fight against other players' shadows and it plays with their habits and the way they play. And you can get some really tough matches and you can upgrade your um, shadow character. Like as your performance improves, you save that data to your shadow character and it becomes tougher. And then you see like your win loss record versus like real life players and things like that. It's pretty neat. This is the game's got a lot of content, surprisingly a lot of content for a fighting game, in my opinion. So, um, Sunset Overdrive is a game that I had zero interest in just based on my initial reaction to the trailer and the aesthetic. And uh, I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll just wait for the reviews. I saw the reviews. I thought, wow, game got pretty good reviews, but caught it on sale, bought it. And I mean, that, that the hype is there. That game is great. I mean, you got um, you don't have a sprint button, which I thought was weird, but that's because they want you to use the grinding feature. And you can grind on like everything while you're shooting and fighting the bad guys. You can slow down and speed up and things like that. But I mean, it's very puts me a lot of the, in the mind of uh, uh, like the punk scene. Yeah, the punk and the wall and uh, you know the tongue and cheek humor that's mixed in with that dark humor. It's 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 pretty good. It's a very very good game, and I think you can find it in most places for like twenty bucks or less now. So. If you're if you're overlooking Sunset Overdrive, you need to give that a, a, a try. It's a it's awesome. I love it. Um, try to think what else I got on Xbox. I, I've got with Xbox Live and the digital download and stuff. I got a freaking crap ton of games. I got like twenty three or twenty five games or something like that I can play. I got plus the the uh, physical games I bought. Um, oh, Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare. That's a good one. That's real fun. Um, a lot of unlockables. Um, you got like a, a defense mode where you got like defend your bases against the zombie hordes, and then you got your your death matches and things like that. It's it, it's it's excellent. So, you know, just those three games is enough for me to be. Which of course one of them's third party, but um, those three games are enough to keep me extremely happy with my Xbox One for quite some time. And since we are getting closer to Christmas, it's definitely worth pointing out that. If you're undecided on, or if you are decided, uh, if you're getting a PlayStation or a Xbox for Christmas, go ahead and get PlayStation Plus or Xbox Gold because you can go ahead and start picking up your games now for both systems on those services. Yeah, yeah, you'll be missing out if you don't. Um, sometimes the games are crappy, but for the most part, they're pretty good. Uh, on the PS4 side, I give us a PS4 some love. Rocket League. That is that is some good stuff. It's race cars and soccer. I never would have thought that would work, but it's it's stunt cars and soccer. I don't know what the hell you would call it, but that is really good. That was PlayStation exclusive, and it was on PlayStation Plus. So, yeah, it's on PC. It's on Steam and PlayStation. 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's console exclusive to P, to PS4. For, um, now. for now, very very good. I don't know. It seems to me I'd read something about there was a deal that it was going to pretty much stay that way, uh, but. Again, I read so much news that it, sometimes it just runs together. Um, Scott, you picking up Tomb Raider in November or it's December? Maybe next year when the price is dropped on it. <laughs> oh, well, by then you can just go ahead and get it in PlayStation 4. 
Yeah, or I could do that. Of course, it'd be sixty dollars on PS4 then. So maybe two years from now, I'll get it. <laughs> Uh, PC and it'd be even better. Yeah, yeah. I don't buy very many games when they're. But if you buy for PC, then they might just go ahead and Microsoft will scan a computer and say it's illegal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they Windows 10 can go fuck itself. <laughs> it's plain and simple. It's just whatever. You know, I like guess Microsoft will... practices, Scott. What's what's wrong? With no, that? and I don't even pirate. That's the thing. But fuck them. You know, just get the hell out of people's computers. You know, everybody's answer is is, is more and more and more and more. But it's like it's like not to get too political, but like big government and corporations and everything. People thinks the answer is more of the same. It's like fighting a fire by throwing gasoline on it. Be like, damn, this fire's not going out. Let's put more gasoline on it. We're not using enough gasoline. And fuck Microsoft. Fuck. Fuck all of it. I'm just not even interested. Which all corporations have shitty practices, but eh, whatever. You know. With the NSA and all that crap and government spying and stuff, it just it just it leaves a sour taste in one's mouth and why why promote any of that product? So not that I'm sure there's something I'm buying unintentional hypocr hypocrisy, but I'm sure there's something I'm buying that's supporting somebody that's helped with all that bullshit. But at least I know this one I'm not going to. Might be time to go Mac. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I was looking at my Apple Watch. Anyway, anything we got? Scott, we have 10 minutes left. Any Star news? Wars Infinity. It's another one of those Toys to Life games. It's, you know, a huge drain on the wallet. We got the um, PS4 Saga Edition or Super Edition, whatever it is. And it comes with the exclusive until like December 31st, the Boba Fett figure and the rise of the no rise against the empire playset. Man, that game is so much better than the first two infinity games. The combat. I mean, there's still a few little issues, but man, the combat is much improved. The characters move a lot more fluid. I mean, when you're playing single player, it's definitely even better as far as just how the combat mechanic works. When you're two player, the mechanic works well. It works the same. It's just you're you got the vertical split screen, and man, if you get in a cluster of enemies, it can be hard to track your target. But other than that, that, that game is it's it's pretty fun. I was, I was surprised. And the figures are pretty cool. So, I mean, the kids been playing that too. Between that and Mario Maker, that's. It comes with uh, the Anakin, Ahsoka, Luke, Leia, and Boba Fett. And then you get the two play sets. Pretty good. That was the... On sale, too. It was the $114 one. And it was at the Gamer Club discount. Plus, it was on sale like $15 or $20 off. So... But it was Star Wars. It might just be Star Wars colored glasses making me say, oh, it's so much better. But nah, it, it's definitely, instead of trying to build a big city like they did in um, Avengers where they tried to recreate Manhattan, it was just a very bland Manhattan. They, you know, you got your 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 section in Coruscant and you got your, your Tatooine area. And they're not really huge areas, but there's a lot to do in all of them. And most of the time it's fun. Hoth was really fun. So get to do the walker takedown and stuff and as i'd say it was one of the better it was i mean we've done the walker takedown how many times now but i'd say it was probably the better mechanic i've seen out of it because they had these uh 
around your snow speeder, you got these little half circles that appear if you're too far out or you're too far in. And that's how you keep your, your uh, ship lined up. So the tow cable stays on, doesn't break or anything, or you run into it. And then they uh, designed it like uh, when you first get there, you can, you gotta, your snow speeder gets shot down. You gotta go hack the parts or shoot the parts off of the legs, which lets these, uh, gives you these rails to grab on. There's like switches and stuff that flip the sides open. And it's got a battery in the side of it, like a toy. Because that's, you know, the whole point is, is infinity supposed to be toys and you take the battery out. And then once you take all the batteries out, um, you can get on top of it. And there's like a little old school push this button down. And it's going to go forward kind of deal. And you can kind of control it. And then you blow the shit up out of it. So pretty cool. Pretty fun. Very good. Huge improvement over Marvel Avengers. Avengers was decent. It was an improvement over the first infinity, but this one definitely is leaps and bounds ahead of the first two. So I'd put it up there with being as good as like uh, the Skylanders for the well, not quite as good, but pretty close. Seen any good movies lately? Did you watch Ultron yet? Yeah, I watched Ultron back when it came out. It was yeah, it was good, but Ultron was a pussy compared to the comic and cartoons. Yeah. Uh, I watched that Mad Max that you had me watch. Yeah, I knew you wouldn't like it because I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gonna blame that one on the car wreck too? Yeah, actually, no. You said that was it was okay, so it didn't it did not right suck. Yeah, I, I think that's an improvement. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, an improvement over your opinion of what I like. Well, I, I think it was the fact that when you saw it in the theater, it clouded your judgment. I, I possibly, I don't know. I watched it at home and liked it, but I had the TV cranked up too. But yeah, the uh, the impact was less watching it at home than what it was watching it in the theater. Because in the theater, I mean, it's just a freaking adrenaline rush. It's just, you know, I guess that's why they say going to a metal concert is better in person than listening to it on the CD player because it's just like boom, and you can just feel every explosion and that soundtracks just bam 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 just going at you yeah, it was it was a wicked experience in the theater and they had a pretty good sound system so oh, it was, seeing kiss is definitely it was a theater movie that's for damn sure i'll give it that but it's definitely a cinematic experience in my opinion but the uh i i still really really okay so i gave it a nine five out of ten set in the theater i give it a nine two five set in my house maybe a flat nine so Cloud my judgment, not on the core mechanics of the or the, the core structure of the film. I can kind of see a few things, but on the experience of going and watching a big budget movie that's just going to just blast you and have a lot of action, that yeah, it was a good experience. I don't think it was the, the greatest action movie ever made, like everybody was telling it to be. Oh, man. Flat out. Not yeah. ever, but in the last few years, action movies, man, they've just went, it's definitely broke the formula for what's been coming out, like the Avengers style stuff. That's one thing I, I can't stand about any of the Avengers films or Marvel films is I've never been pleased with any of the action. Hardly. You have a couple money shots here and there that are pretty cool, but it's a start to finish fight that I'm just like, man, that was really, really well choreographed, designed, planned out, whatever. It's kind of like Transformers. You can't really see what the hell's going on. It's just this computer CGI blur flying across the screen. 
So I think that's going to change now since Kevin Feige's got rid of a couple of people. He's yeah. in total control now. So that's not. I did like the Iron Man two fight with, um, but it was the humor more than anything with, with Stark and uh, no with um, War Machine because Tony Stark was drunk. <laughs> he was yeah. shit all the time. And he told the DJ, hey, give me some beats to beat my buddy's ass. <laughs> some fat beats or something like that. And he flips the helmet down. Yeah, and he's giggling when he says it. I was like, man, that's awesome. So that was yeah. one good part out of Iron Man 2. But yes, yeah. action, man, it can be lacking. I mean, it can be good. Don't get me wrong, but it's not consistent by any means. Yeah. Um, I still felt like we have not really seen the power of the Hulk, you know. The closest we came, they he didn't actually pop the abomination's head off his shoulders like I thought he was going to. Yeah, I thought <laughs> if he done that, I'd have been convinced when he had the chains around his neck and Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I, th I thought he was going to decapitate him. Yeah, I, I I would say that's probably actually my favorite action sequence in a Marvel film is um, Hulk versus Abomination. I thought that was pretty good. They seemed powerful. I remember a couple times they had these like rapid fire punches and it was kind of goofy looking but oh an ultron uh, no in uh incredible hulk the one oh. with uh norton when he fought abomination at the end i thought that was a pretty good fight um i, I still think winter soldier was the best film though oh yeah i think it was the best film yeah another action scene i thought was really good which was wolverine slaughtering those soldiers that invaded the x mansion in x2 that was pretty good yeah, but it doesn't count. That's not, not a Marvel, really a Marvel film. It's a Marvel character. Yeah. Did you see Deadpool trailer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That should be definitely, good. definitely going to watch that. That's see, I, I've missed Ant Man. Uh, I missed Guardians last year, but that was that was that wasn't a lack of interest. That was a lack of freaking time. Uh, and man, I mean, I want to see it. I had some friends who went and said they really liked it. Um, but it's just not anything that I got really super excited about. So, I mean, I like the trailers, I did, but I don't know if it's superhero fatigue or not. I mean, I've liked this shit since I could freaking remember. I mean, as long as I've got memory, I've liked superheroes, yeah. but maybe it's a little bit of fatigue. Uh, well, here, get your chance. Yeah, it should come out pretty soon. Will that come out in August? July? Uh, uh, oh, shoot, it's only out. September 22nd. So, maybe a little it'll longer. Before... I want to see Inside Out. I haven't seen that yet. What's that? It, it was a Pixar film come out this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. heard it was pretty good. Oh, it's in the Infinity set, but we, have, we don't have any of the characters for it yet. Hmm. I get to play set for the kids for Christmas. Okay, Scott. Gives people something to watch or talk about or words of wisdom, something. We got one. Minute. I really like Fear the Walking Dead. I think I like it more than the regular series. So, um, there's some four episodes in. There's four episodes in, and one episode didn't really feel like anything really happened, but the other three I've, I've found really interesting. I thought that the the way that they're showing the, the way the apocalypse starts. Um, it, to me, it seems better than pretty much any of the other zombie films I've even seen. You know, you really kind of feel that dread because you know what's coming. Cause you've watched the walking dead. Um, but like 
you got some of these stupid moments with some of the characters that was in like one of the recent the I think it was the third episode. Um, they went to a neighbor's house and got a shotgun and come back and miraculously saved the dad and shot the uh, zombie that was like two inches from his neck and killed it. And then the next day, you know, everybody's been eating in the freaking city and there was riots and all this stuff. But the next day, one of the survivors is showing that guy's like 15, 16 year old son how to load a shotgun. And he's like, you know how I feel about guns. I'm like, seriously, dude, this ain't about guns. You've you got to let go of that old world and freaking this, decide, man, we got to live now. But then uh, instead of them getting out, you know, the government come in and uh you know quarantined the the neighborhood that those people lived in and they're you know your typical fascist assholes they're you know we're from the government we're here to help you know the nine i'm from the government i'm here to help the nine scariest words in the english language mm -hmm. and that's and i think that's playing out pretty well is it something that's been done oh yeah but at this point think of an idea that hasn't been done and you're going to be revolutionary in the film industry so I like it. I like it better than regular series. I don't think it's as good as the first six episodes of the original series, but it's, I think it's pretty close, but I think it's better than two through seasons, two through six of the show. So. Okay. That's it. Later people.